This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode on the channel. My name is Kayla, and today I'm doing something that I've never done before on my podcast channel. On Instagram the other day, I did a poll, not a poll, I did a questionnaire, and I wanted to do a Q&A episode where I just share about myself because, I mean, we're like 200, almost 200 episodes deep into this channel now, and I just think that it would be fun to do random questions like it's not just about business or mindset there's questions about my nine to five if I want kids you know about sex like there's tons of really cool questions that I'm going to answer and then there's some additional ones that I felt called to answer as well just for fun so this is literally a Q&A episode where you're just going to learn about me and I'm really curious when once you listen to this if there's anything that you resonate with of course like feel free to give me a shout out or say hi and I'd love to chat with you so let's dive into this a question that popped up into my dms recently is I've been really transparent that I still have a nine-to-five job and that I also run my coaching business which I've been doing for about two and a half years now so the question is what is my nine-to-five and the funny thing is that I'm going to tell you the whole story because it's actually a really cool manifestation story so I used to be a personal trainer and I was a personal trainer for three years in Toronto and then I left Toronto in 2019. I moved to BC. I got into retail. I was working at Lululemon and I was attempting to move up into the headquarters to do coaching and I really wanted to be part of their mindfulness and leadership practices and and programs and trainings and long story short that didn't work out. So January 2019, right before, sorry, January 2020, right before the pandemic hit, I was at a low point. I was really frustrated. I was completely out of alignment and I wanted to leave Lululemon and I was manifesting. I was like, I really just want to work remotely. Like I knew that that wasn't the point yet for me to go full time in my business. And I was like, I really just want to work remotely. Like I want it to be something that I enjoy doing. And so February comes and, you know, pandemic starts like coming up. And I found this company that I'd never heard of before called Trainerize. And it is a company that has a personal training business gym software where you can create programs, you can do nutrition coaching, have a coaching and so on. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. So it was a sales role. And I have, I have experience in sales. I was, I was a personal trainer. I worked in retail. Like I just, I have sales experience. I'm like, I'm just going to apply for this. Like literally had no idea. It was a remote position. It paid really well. It was a contract as well. So I was like, that's a bit interesting. Anyways, long story short, I ended up getting this job the end of March. And so I literally, in the thick of the start of the pandemic, manifested this remote role for this incredible company that pays me well. And they are just so considerate and inclusive and very like entrepreneurial vibes. And so I've been working with them for about a year and a half. And the funny thing is that the other thing, so that's one manifestation. Here's another one. In September 2019, I wrote down that I wanted to be self-employed by September 2020. 
and I did not specify in my coaching business that I said I wanted to be self-employed. So here I am. It's the spring of 2020. We're in the middle of the fucking pandemic and I'm working for this new company. I left Lululemon. This, you know, working remotely allowed me to keep growing my coaching business. Like it was just so beautiful. September is when I applied for my business number and when I officially had like got my business name. And it was it wasn't intentional at all. It was literally coincidental because at that point for tax purposes, I had to register my business. And I was like, that's crazy because I could not have predicted that a year before. And so it's really interesting because I really love the company that I work with. And it's amazing because my personal training experience really does allow me to connect with business owners. And it's just like the conversations that I get to have and the people I meet all around the world. I talk to people in India, Australia, New Zealand, like all over the place. It's a really amazing opportunity. And so that's my nine to five. Short story long. I'm in the process of, I'm going to be reducing my hours so I can have more time in my coaching business because I am working like 35 hours a week. And then I do everything else on top of that. And it's interesting because I've had people say to me, Kayla, like I had no idea you had a nine to five because I show up so much online and I do all the things. But in human design terms, I'm a generator. I have this sacral energy where when I do things that light me up, which is my, which is my business, I really do have this energy to just like, you know, keep going and be nourished by what I'm doing. So that's my nine to five. I do have a goal again this year by September 2020 to leave that position. However, what it might look like is that I literally just reduce my hours, stay with the company, but most of my income and most of my work will be in my coaching business. So I'm really excited, to be honest. And I'm really grateful because I think that I was just so privileged and got to manifest such a beautiful opportunity working for this company. So I don't talk about it on Instagram just because it's not directly related to my business. But I thought, you know, people are asking, I'm just going to share because I'm very transparent about still working a nine to five and growing the coaching business, despite it still being, you know, two over two years, two and a half years later, you know, there's a lot of like, why aren't you full time yet? And you're coaching. And it's like, you know what? Everyone has their own journey. And some people will make it to six figures and full time in two seconds and other people take longer and there's nothing wrong with that. So that was the first question. Next question. Did you want children? So this is a very loaded question, in my opinion, in the sense that I can see myself having kids with my boyfriend in the future, but it's not something that is in my realm at this moment. So I'm 31. And it's funny because my mom had me when she was 27. And I remember when I turned 27 and I like freaked out and I thought, what? How can you have a child at 27 years old? <laughs> I was not prepared to have a child at 27. And then she married and had my sisters at 35 and 38. So in my eyes, I'm like, oh, I have time. You know, obviously I'm playing in a paradigm of like self-limiting beliefs of like, oh, you know, like I can have kids later in my life. But my point is, yes, I do see myself having kids. And it's funny because I've had intuitive instances where, and I'm going to declare this because I want to like come back to this episode years later and see if it's true, where I think I have intuitively connected with the possibility that in my future, I will have a son because this has come up, come to me in meditations. One time I got a, I, I did a breathwork and Reiki session with a mentor of mine, downtown Vancouver, 
And I asked her after the Reiki, I was like, did you get any downloads or anything? And she's like, yeah, like I just really experienced a strong presence of like this little boy. And I told her nothing of what I just told you, nothing. And I, I started laughing. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's my future child hanging out, checking me out, see if, you know, they want me to be their parent. <laughs> this is a very like spiritual thing for me to admit, but that's just kind of part of the question of do I want children? Yes, in the future, it's going to be very intentional in the sense like my boyfriend and I, we want to have, you know, major financial stability and just get traveling out of the way and have a home and be married and so on. So that will come before, I mean, I guess it could happen before by accident, let's say for real, if I'm being honest, but that's kind of the intention. And so, yeah, one day, but not right now, long story short. So the next question, which I find so funny, is where is the most adventurous place that I've had sex? <laughs> so I will say that I think the most interesting places were on a driving range in the middle of the night and on the mountain in the middle of a ski run with an old partner of mine. And uh, on the Olympic stage in Whistler Village. So those are kind of the three like extreme, but then I guess, you know, there's been like typical cars, hot tub, beach, that kind of thing. So I think the first three are probably the most interesting places, like most adventurous, I guess you could say. And then there's like camping and things like that, a bathroom, but <laughs> that's enough of that. So there's the answer to your question. My friend asked me that if she's listening, I hope she's laughing and I hope that she's not playing this out loud for her kids to hear. Anyways, next question. The threshold, what is the threshold you're wanting to hit before you leave my nine to five? So this is a great question because I've never actually had this conversation with anyone in terms of what, Kayla, what's your plan? Like, how much do you want to be making before you leave? Like, how much should you make? You know what I mean? Like, I really think this is super subjective. And I think that it should be honored for each person, depending on what their goals are. And so for me right now, this might sound ridiculous, but I want to be making like 10 to 15k a month in my coaching business in order to leave and know that I'll be comfortable and financially stable and have money to invest back into my business and to save and so on. Because what I've noticed has been happening is I have my stability from my contract work, my nine to five, and then I have consistent income every month from my coaching business. But I want to, you know, double what I make, at least double what I make just in my nine to five before I leave. And it's not impossible. I'm actually not that far off. Um, I'm probably about halfway to be honest, but that is how I see it because I keep, whenever I increase my income, there's always this level of expansion where I'm going to like reinvest it back in myself. Like I hired someone in my business. I just hired a coach this month. So it's, things are very fluid and I just really believe that when I invest in myself, it comes back in dividends. So I want to make sure that I have that financial stability. With that being said, some people might leave their 
nine to five when they simply have a couple grand a month that they're making. But for me, I want to have a lot more financial stability than that. And the freedom that I have with my nine to five allows me to have flexibility to work more in my business and I can move my hours around. So I'm really blessed that way. But I'll be honest that I am definitely more lit up by doing the work in my business. So that's why I have this vision, like this knowing that something's going to happen in September. That's actually when my contract is up. So I think things will shift after that. So that's, that's, my, that's my plan for now. So we'll see what happens. Next question. What helped you accept and express your beautiful quirkiness side on Instagram? So I think that this has to do with me getting into doing reels. I It's funny because when reels came out, I was observing and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And then I had self-limiting beliefs like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that and whatever. And then I started to kind of go through reels and save the audios because that's what one of my friends told me to do. And then I just started getting these, these ideas of how to create reels. And I wanted to do a spinoff like humor regarding spirituality, mindset, the ego, self-limiting beliefs, and so on, because I, I think it's funny. And so I think what, what allowed me to accept and express this is that I did it, and I do this when I write copy or I do anything. I do it in a way where I find it satisfying for myself and then I just let it go into the universe and whatever happens, happens. So with these reels, like I'm a, I'm a fucking goof in some of them. Like I have good friends of mine messaging me and being like, like I've never seen you like this other authentic, weird side of me. And I was like, yeah, it's in there, but it's just, I'm just unleashing it. In other terms, letting the freak flag fly. <laughs> and I think that I'm the biggest thing is when I put stuff, when I put these reels out, for example, and I'm being like quirky and whatever, is I'm doing it in a way where I'm literally laughing so hard at myself that I just want to share with people and like I don't really care what they think. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm being such a little pooper right now. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to put it out there. People are going to laugh and that's it. And it's just for entertainment. And in, on the logical side, too, is that it does gain, like, a ridiculous amount of reach to do reels. And so, for me, that's also motivating because I'm like, okay, I, I can, like, reach more people. But so that's the logical side. But the fun emotional side is, like, I just feel like it, in that context, I can be a little bit of a freak and it gets to be fun. So I just don't make it mean anything. Like, the reality is people are going to judge you either way. And I just think it, it's an opportunity to be more holistic online as well. Like I have like really good podcast episodes and like tons of Instagram posts with tons of information and journal prompts and all of that. So I was like, oh my God, this could just be for entertainment, but still related to my business. So that's kind of what allowed me to embrace that and just show up and be playful and, and have fun with it. So the next question is, Somebody asked me, who's more grossed out by things, me or my boyfriend? And I think this question is so funny because my boyfriend is like six foot six one. He's really buff and he's French. He's got like a French accent and he's, he's just like this big, strong dude. But he's also such a softie, like loves animals. And he 100% gets grossed out by things more than I do. Like the biggest joke that we have between us is I've worked in, I've worked in grocery stores, delis, like I've worked in food, like hospitality restaurants and so on. So I really understand when it comes to expiry dates or best before dates, like 
the date does not mean that the food is spoiled, right? So I will like trust my sniffer and like I've eaten yogurt and I've eaten things past the date. If it smells fine, like I just know that it's fine. He will not do that. He's like, no, we're throwing this out. <laughs> not eating it. Ew. And <laughs> it just makes me laugh so hard because I'm like, it's fine. But he just doesn't care. He's like, no, throwing it out. I'm like, okay, fine. And then just other things too, like I, I have no problem with needles or blood or like snakes and, and stuff like that. And he's like, no, like hard stop, no. <laughs> and uh, and so it's just funny, like I'm like, he, he's just this big, strong dude, but he totally has his boundaries with like gross, uncomfortable, cringy things. And uh, so when I did a poll on Instagram, I posted this question, I did a poll on it. And literally 99% of people, including him, who went through my story, selected that he would be more grossed out by things than I am. <laughs> and it's true. So there's your answer to that. Next question. How do you keep the spark alive in your relationship after so many years? So my boyfriend and I, we've been together since December 2012. So it's literally been like eight and a half years. And I've definitely shared about our relationship in other podcast episodes. We totally had our ups and downs like we've broken up several times like there was infidelity in our relationship that we had to overcome and we've done long distance and you know we've, we've definitely had our ups and downs and I think the biggest thing to keep the spark alive is when things really started to transform in our relationship is when I started working on myself and what I mean by that that's when I got into personal development so this was in April of 2014 I dove into like the personal growth hole and did courses and seminars and read books. And I just started like peeling back layers of myself that were inauthentic. And what I mean by inauthentic is like beliefs that I had about myself as a person and what I thought about my beauty and, you know, what I thought it meant to be in a relationship and where I was going with my life, with my career. And I just peeled everything back. And the more and more I became more authentic with myself, the more that I just was able to mirror this in our relationship and it completely transformed him as well. And it actually allowed us to evolve together. And I think the biggest thing here that I learned is I remember when I first started this journey, I really wanted him to like be on board. I was like, do this work with me, like do these courses, do these seminars. And it wasn't his jam. And so at the beginning, when I really started getting into personal development, I was like trying to fix and change everything. I was like, oh my God, I see where all the issues are. Like we have to do this. This is how it needs to be done. And it was super inauthentic because I was coming from this place of insecurity and scarcity and just not trusting. And so again, when I came back into myself, trusting myself, showing up how I wanted to have a relationship with him, shifting my communication, like knowing my boundaries, it, it, it led him into that realm in his own way. And now the way that we communicate, the way that we take things on together, like overcoming challenges, it's just so collaborative. And I think giving each other in a relationship, us being able to give each other space to do what we love, respecting each other's passions, you know, encouraging, supporting each other, and being willing to just continue to do the work together is what allowed us to keep the spark alive and to keep it going. And I think it's just work. Like, it's, it's, it's a constant practice. I don't really like the word work. It's a constant practice of, like, checking in with myself and like how I judge him and how I judge myself and how I'm showing up because ultimately I can really be responsible for myself but then it's also my responsibility to communicate what I need and check in with what he needs so 
that's a very long answer to that question, but I am 100% confident that I know a thing or two about relationships because I've, I've lived extremes in my life. Grew up, you know, with my biological dad and ex-stepmom being like narcissistic and alcoholic and mentally emotionally abusive. And, and then I've had my mom and my stepdad have this beautiful nurturing relationship where they've been married for like 25 years. And so I've seen the extremes I know the kind of relationship that I want. I know what it takes and I can see patterns and things really easily. So I love talking about relationships and sharing because I really believe that the biggest thing is you never take advice from someone that doesn't have what, what it is that you want. I'm not going to go to someone who's divorced or who's had toxic relationship after toxic relationship and ask them for relationship advice. Like you want to talk to people who actually have what it is that you want. So that's kind of my two cents on that for you. Okay. So that's it for the Q&A today, but I'm definitely going to do this again on my stories because I think it's really fun. And if you ever have any questions, you can also just send me a DM and I'll be happy to answer it on the next Q&A episode that I do. But I love sharing and just answering questions uh, in human design terms. Again, so funny. So I'm a generator and my strategy is to respond. So when people give me something to respond to, like I thrive on that. So I'm really happy to answer questions. So. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please do. And leave a five-star review. And if you share any episode, please tag me on Instagram at Kayla G. And I'll be happy to, you know, just hear what you got out of it. So I want to thank you for being a listener. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Because I'll obviously continue to release episodes. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll chat with you in the next one.